0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. FYI, I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 10.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in southern Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the show. And once again, we will discuss homelessness. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me this evening. Yes, this is a rare Monday evening that I am out here. I thank you for your patience. You know, uh, from time and time again, you may be wondering, you know, where is the Truckers Podcast FYI? Me personally have been going through some personal issues, family matters. Uh, That sort of stuff and stuff like that, and really trying to focus um, on some really more important things, uh, being family. I'm not neglecting you, Um, I'm just going through um, some personal things, and believe me, I'd like to be out here a whole lot more than I am now we have talked about this on my show from time and time again it's a situation that is not going away anytime soon and the sad reality is i don't think the city of london ontario where i reside know what to do about it the provincial government the federal government, they don't even have a fucking clue. And we as citizens and where we live in the city, in our neighborhoods, we see homeless people not just where you would think they would be. A certain area Not the case. They are spread out all around the city. It doesn't matter where you drive or where you walk to. You're going to see somebody with a shopping cart or a wagon or whatever they have available. To have whatever possessions that they have. Whether it's in the north end of your city, the east end of your city, the west end of your city, or the south end of your city. Homelessness is just not secluded to one area. Homelessness and according to the Canadian definition of, of homelessness is the situation of an individual, family, or community without stable, safe, permanent, appropriate housing or in the immediate prospect means and the ability the ability of acquiring it. And it's important to note this definition does not fully encompass every experience of homelessness. Different groups of people who are affected differently. And every individual experience is unique. Homelessness is not strictly an issue of housing instability. These differences are important when considering methods of addressing homelessness as one strategy, as one strategy does not apply to every community, city, town, village, country. I don't, I don't, I don't care. The indigenous definition of homelessness considers the traumas imposed on indigenous peoples throughout colonialism. Thank you for joining me. We have Frank Croft here on the show. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this topic back up again, and I do from time to time, you know, about homelessness. It's a topic that is not going to disappear. This topic, this topic won't disappear until we solve homelessness. Now, I'm going to tell you a true story. Yesterday, Sunday, I was out and about conducting my business. I had an appointment, uh, an important uh, engagement. It was a little get together, a little gathering for my grandsons. 13th birthday. I left home. I picked up a birthday card and I was heading to my bank to get him some money to put in his birthday card. As I'm driving along, And I'm not, I'll tell you this, I live not very far from what we call um, EOA East of Adelaide. I grew up in this area. I've seen a lot of changes in our downtown and our uptown. And our downtown has become a place for a lot of social services, such as homeless shelters, community, um, community services, It used to be back in the day when I was a kid. It was a vibrant area of the downtown department stores, theaters, restaurants, and so forth. Well, things change over time. So it has become a homeless hub. Now, as the years gone by, you know, um, from city housing, you know, and and more and more people over over the decades, people come and go, and things change, obviously. So EOA, east of Adelaide, here in the city of London, Ontario, has become the area for social services and shelters for the homeless. Now, you you would think that... um, in the early stages that, you know, we might have solved this problem. Unfortunately, we have not. Homelessness in my city, larger cities such as Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, rural areas, it has become a crisis. And not just a crisis, it's become a crisis On an epic level. I was just downtown this evening. Met up with some friends. Local pub. Monday night football. Having some wings. A couple beers. Talking, laughing. And just across the street... Is a little tent city. Now we've seen this. And we've seen larger. You look. Around you. And and you know. Um, for instance. Los Angeles. Skid Row. I even, I, I, you know what? I even hate that, that term. Skid. Skid row. As though these people are skids. I can't even, I can't even stand that term. I mean, it just irks me. I mean, they got to call it something else. Because human beings, ladies and gentlemen, are not skids. They're human beings. I guess I couldn't think of nothing better at the time. I, fuck, I don't know. So, getting back to where, where I was on my travels yesterday. Sunday. Now, the night before Saturday, it was a chilly night, not too bad. You know, I wake up Sunday morning. I didn't, (laughs) you know, we got a couple of inches of snow on the ground. So, on my travels um, to where I go to my bank and stuff like that, I, I go by one of the biggest hospitals. In the city of London, Ontario. Victoria Hospital. I'm driving up the road. And I see this ambulance. Pulled over. Um, along along the sho- uh, sho- shoulder. In front of the hospital. And. I see. Um, a shopping cart full of stuff. I, I, I see a wheelchair, and I see this person laying on the ground. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, I'm really glad that this ambulance is there, and, this, and, and, and they're going to help this person. So I went about my day. I go to my bank, I get some money out for my grandson for his birthday card. And we go out and we have a little celebration for his 13th birthday. I go to work today. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'm your host, up from Ontario, Canada. So I'm getting into this. Uh, so you just come on a show. So I'm getting into this story. I kind of, you know, backtrack about homelessness and stuff like that. So I'm getting into the story. So I'm on my travels. Yesterday. um, For a little birthday celebration. And um, I don't want to leave. You just come on the show. I don't want to leave you out of the loop. I'm, I'm passing one of the biggest hospitals. In my city of London, Ontario. So I see this ambulance. Pulled over to the side of the road. In front of the hospital. I see the shopping cart full of belongings. And this individual laying on the ground. And like I said. I'm thinking. Well I'm really glad. That the paramedics. Are there. I go about my business. I go about my day. I didn't think anything much more about it. I go to work this morning, do my day. I come home and I'm sitting at home and I'm watching my local news. And lo and behold, they're talking about this individual who was just outside of the hospital. On the ground, in the elements, because we just had snow, you know, uh, over Saturday night. It was really kind of cool yesterday and today. And I'm thinking, okay, so they must be talking about yesterday. And I'm hoping, and, and I'm still hoping that that's what it was. You know, because, you know, the news, the news media goes out there and they go and they do the news and they report. And, you know, it's going to make the six o'clock news, you know, for hopefully it was for Monday, but it was probably for the 530 News Sunday. I don't know. I could do I could be speculating a little bit. For what I made out of the news story that this individual was still there tonight. People along their journeys, you know, oh, here's a sandwich, here's a coffee. So I'm watching the news tonight and I, you know, What 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 the news was talking about? He he has been homeless for about six years, and he's from the city I live in, like in Ontario. He's lost a couple fingers to frost to frostbite over the the course of the time that he's been homeless. He's had a leg amputated. And the new story tonight was, he was in hospital. He had his other leg amputated. So for how long that recovery is in hospital, but keep in mind this gentleman is homeless. Now apparently from the newscast, he was released from hospital. They, you know, supposedly charged up his electric wheelchair. And it only got him as far as the street. In front of the hospital. Now you have to picture this. You have to think about this for a moment. He's now an amputee. Both legs. On the ground. I think it was a, a Samaritan that, you know, um, got in touch with people who repair wheelchairs and they came and took his wheelchair to get it fixed. I guess the Samaritan's going to pay for this, which is nice. That's it, it, really kind. Shelters won't take them. According to the shelters, that he has been verbal abusive in the past. So he's well known, well, being on the street six years. Keep in mind now that he has both legs amputated. Homeless shelters are not equipped to care for people who need that special care. And that special care can only be from a nursing home. And mind you, not all nursing homes are equipped to deal with amputees. So I'm watching the news tonight. Now, I could be wrong. I could be right. That not only was he there yesterday under blankets that he had on the ground and still there being tonight. It's not like this gentleman can just get up and find a place to go to the bathroom. No, he's going to defecate right where he is. This fucking infuriates me. When you see this... It is just freaking heart wrenching. And after I watched that 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 news story tonight, it just so much infuriated me. It was just pulling me in every fucking direction you could imagine. Oh, our mayor that just retired. As of today, four years ago, when he was campaigning to be mayor of the city of London, his number one priority was homelessness. We are going to fix this problem in our city. He comes up with this plan, this pilot pilot project, purchasing uh, these these um, office trailers, construction trailers, and we're going to outfit them, and we're going to place them, you know, in a certain area, and. We're going to make one office trailer that they're going to be able to have some breakfast. And we're going to hook you up to water and we're going to be able to have a shower. And we're going to have supports. And at the time I'm thinking, you know, you know this might just be all in good. So who are the people who is going to be able to have a bed, a heated space in these in these outfitted office trailers? And it's going to be selected people that even social services that help the people that thinking okay these are the people that are going to be you know the ones that we feel that are going to be able to um go through this pilot project and some not all will be to get stable housing and and getting the supports that they need. All in good. You know, so this is their mindset four years ago. Well, that took about a couple years before this even pilot project even got off the ground, even before someone even dreamt it up. And just down the street, from where I reside, was, was one of the sites chosen. And of course, you know, we hear this not in my backyard. Well, then whose backyard is it supposed to be in? Last year was the second year that they tried this pilot pilot project. I haven't even heard starting this year because this is this is fall time right now here in Canada. I haven't heard of any other pilot projects if they're if they're using these outfitted office trailers in other localities. I haven't even heard. And I and you know, I follow the news quite frequently. And the reason being is because when it comes to social issues this is part of my podcast. I was watching the news this evening when I was telling you about this this gentleman, and for what I'm making out of it, when I'm watching the six o'clock six o'clock news, that this gentleman is still there just outside of the hospital grounds, in blankets that he's got. He is he has now had the The second leg amputated. And I saw him there yesterday, and I'm watching this at six o'clock tonight. It brought tears to my eyes. I have empathy. And a lot of it. Not only are we in a crisis of homelessness here across Canada, we are in a health care crisis. We've got the flu. Season upon us. We still have COVID 19. And we get this RSV virus going around. The children's hospitals are overwhelmed with children being admitted. Our wait times in the emergency department right now, this very day, in the city of London, Ontario, Canada, is 24 hours. I've never seen this before in my life. They're making room for children to be in the adult wards because the children's wards are packed. Hallway healthcare. I never thought I would ever see this in my entire life. And that Canada is supposed to have one of the best healthcare systems in the world shortages of nurses shortages of doctors people off sick anxiety stress i can't even imagine or nor i will even pretend to imagine what it's been like for our doctors and nurses throughout this pandemic at one time we are driving around honking our horns in appreciation even the emergency vehicles will go in and out of the emergency with their flashing lights and, and 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 their sirens and 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 showing that gratitude and the appreciation of our healthcare workers where is that today nowhere In the flu, COVID nineteen, and this RSE virus. A triple whammy, a shortage of over the counter children's Tylenol. can't find that fucking stuff anywhere. I don't know, all of a sudden was it panic shopping? Remember that, right? On the onset of the pandemic. All that panic shopping going on. People just fucking hoarding fucking toilet paper. I don't know what they were doing with it all. Decorating their house. I don't know. Now we got the shortage of just the simple, over-the-counter Tylenol for children that you can't even find it? I get it. Children need to be treated. Children need to have aspirin. They need to have something. So now we we have this somewhat of a surplus of the children's time and all. And what are they asking people to do? Buy it sparingly, think about other families. You know, eventually, you know when all this panic shopping went was going on back in the early early you know time of the pandemic they had to finally turn around and say you know what you get one package per family of toilet paper one thing of toilet so a package of 8 one, so maybe this is what they have to do now. One box of children's Tylenol per person. You don't have to go in there with your shopping cart and run your hand across the shelves and clear all the fucking children Tylenol all into your fucking cart. And just say fuck everybody else. And you know what the government of Ontario is asking us to do right now? Calling coming short of another mandate. Leaving it in the public's hand, because we're adults, right? Supposed to be adults, act like adults, wear a mask. That's all they're asking. And I'm telling you right now, not far off in the distance. The top doctor here in Ontario, Canada, is going to mandate it. That you are going to wear a mask in public buildings. It's coming. But they want us to give, they want to give us the benefit of the doubt that we are going to be responsible because we're grown-ups and we're supposed to act like grown-ups and not throw in a tantrum because we have to wear a fucking mask and even before they asked us you know maybe you know start wearing a mask periodically i see people still wearing a mask go over the grocery store People still wearing a mask. Hell of a driving down the street. The person's wearing a mask while they're driving their car. Nobody else in the car but them. Today. Yeah, we all been through a lot. You know, the first couple years of this pandemic. Stay at home orders, closing non-essential businesses, no visitations, no gatherings. It's hard for people or human beings. It's been a long road for a lot of people. And what are we looking at today? High inflation. Look at your grocery bill from two years ago until to, and now today, what your grocery bill looks like. How hard does it have to be? I mean, just something so simple. And I'm not talking about if you just, you know, you, you went to the grocery store really early and there's not a lot of people in there. You don't have a mask on. Big box stores. One, I mean, the biggest things people go to to. To all these big box stores. Costco. It's like a rummage sale in there. Hundreds of people. Big crowds. We have. Babies. Children. this? Five in intensive care units in our hospitals because of this RSV virus. Your children, probably, maybe. I've never in my life. I've ever heard of a 24-hour wait to be admitted in our hospitals for care. Never in my life. And I'm 60 years old. Nine emergencies, they're asking, they're pleading. With people, if it's not an emergency, please don't come to the emergency. Well, we have a couple problems with that. There's approximately something something like three million Canadians don't have a family doctor. We have lots of walk-in clinics. And we also have what you call telehealth. Telehealth, pick up the phone and you can call this 1-800 number and you can talk to a physician for non-emergencies. The elderly, the very young children, compromised immune systems. Heart attack victims, stroke victims, fire victims, accident victims, and so forth, are going to get that emergency care right away. Come hell or high water, here across Ontario, in in major cities, postponing pediatric pediatric surgeries because of the increase of this RSV virus that are just going through children, like it's melted butter. All these elective surgeries now gonna be on hold. So these doctors and nurses can't go into that other area to the emergency departments. People go to the hospital for a lot of reasons. Homeless people. Mental illness. Addiction. Mental illness and addiction all at the same time. Imagine that. Having a mental illness and an addiction. Well, I talked about about this gentleman being released from the hospital only after having his other leg amputated and nowhere where to go. Then I asked myself. Where is his man's family? Does he have any family? What about his friends from the past? I mean, people, we as people, we move on. We go through Grade school, we have all these friends and we go to high school and some go to a different high school here and there, stuff like that, you know, and then we graduate, we go into our careers, we meet someone, we get married, we we just seem to just move away. back in 2015 and 2016 I took this one-year program in social services part of the program or at the at the end of the program was co-op and you know you could search, you know, whatever social services that maybe you want to do your co-op in. I chose a homeless shelter. Ever, have you ever been in a homeless shelter? My experience It was shocking. It was an eye-opener. You think people want to be in a homeless shelter? They don't get to stay there all day long, ladies and gentlemen. Even in the dorms that they have. You know, people that get a bed every single night they're in a dorm, they're they're in this transition of, of, of hopefully, you know, moving from from the dorm, you know, to other stabilities. Then you have the people that show up at the shelters just looking for a cot to sleep on for the night. And even the ones that stay in the dorm, you can't be in there 24-7. Those places have to be scrubbed down, sanitized. Bed strips, laundry done. All the bedding has to be washed. Everything single day. They get up in the morning and they have some breakfast. Maybe just a coffee or tea. And then around 10 o'clock in the morning, they they can come in for a snack, for another coffee, tea, some cookies, whatever donations these, these, these homeless shelters get. It's not like your home where you can just walk into the refrigerator and help yourself to whatever you want. These homeless shelters not only just you know operate on on donations. Yes, they do get some, some some grants, but that's not even enough. And then they're allowed back in for lunchtime. And then they're out in the streets again. If they have enough space for people to come in for dinner and there's other soup kitchens in the area where they can go for supper. And for those who are not in the dorms, they have to be back at that shelter at a certain time and hoping they have a cot to sleep on for the night. And for those people who choose the latter they'd rather be sleeping out in the elements because they don't want to be in those shelters you have no fucking idea what it's like volunteering in these shelters i'm telling you right now ladies and gentlemen I wouldn't let my dog stay in one. And it's not the people that run it and and the supports that I have. Those people are wonderful. It's the other company, and it's really unfortunate. People who have mental illnesses is not their fault. People who have addictions is not their fault. People who have who have anger issues. There's all reasons and factors behind it, but when you're there and and, and in the middle of the night, I mean, your shit gets stolen. They get beat up. The police are there all the time. People don't want to be there. And we can't, we can't, I don't know what it is, ladies and gentlemen. We just, we just can't slam our heads together and come up with a solution. It's not that simple. Where are the answers going to come from? I don't know. Not from where, not far from where I reside. It used to be um, the psychiatric uh, hospital. They had full time care, and they had um, in and out patient care. They closed that down. They moved it. They moved it out of the city. That land set there vacant f- for a decade. And what's going in there now? Single family homes, condos, and apartment condos. downtown here in London, Ontario. Across from and all Londoners, you know, Victoria Park. It's the centerpiece of our city. From years gone by, it's a place where They had the outdoor skating rink, Christmas decorations. Summertime, it flourished with rose gardens, the cenotaph. We have a a tank. It's just the most historic monument in the city of London. It was one of the last tanks that survived Normandy in the Second World War. The park has been used for all kinds of outdoor events. And in my perspective, in my mind, it's been nothing but trampled. What are they going to build across the street? Condos. Not affordable ones, neither. In another area of the city... They want to put up these two big high-rise condo buildings or apartment buildings. And the City of London is negotiating with the builders. You know, the City of London wanted those buildings to be I think it was um, around 45% of Affordability geared to income rentals, and I think they settled on only twenty five. The housing crisis is out of control. The Premier of Ontario. wants to build on protected wetlands, green. Telling the city of of Toronto and Hamilton and the Niagara region, this green belt area, this protected, land and toronto hamilton and the niagara niagara region are saying we don't need to do that we have plenty of other hectares out there that we can use and somehow the premier of ontario is not fucking listening Yeah, we need housing. But we need affordable housing. So what is affordable? What is affordable housing when it comes, when you want to, you know, finance a home or even renting? 30% of your gross income. If you want to buy a house today, in the city of London, Ontario, base price, $645,000. And in order to purchase that house, you would have to make 150000 a year. There's a lot of people who make minimum wage. Minimum wage here in Ontario, Canada just went up to $15.50 an hour. The cost of groceries just went out the roof. Interest rates have been record highs in 40 years. The banks think that's the best way to go. Raise the interest rates. Federal government of Canada is is uh, increasing um, the uh, HST tax, doubling it. Opposition parties think that's a bad idea. Just giving out all this money and And it's creating more of a problem. Nearly 4% interest rate that the banks have increased. The housing market for those people who bought their house, you know, a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand over asking, those markets have dropped. If the house was a hundred, was six hundred fifty thousand, and, and and they went over asking a hundred thousand, well, it just fell a hundred thousand, and they're still paying a mortgage at seven hundred fifty thousand. and then w- when if they re- when, and when they do renew if these interest r- rates don't come down they're going to be paying even more and the house is worth less we have a health crisis I wouldn't say, I mean, for, you know, employment. I mean, God, I mean, employers are crying for people to come work for them. Health crisis, homeless crisis. Housing crisis. How they're going to deal with this? How they're going to fix it? I don't know. COVID nineteen, influenza, RSV virus. It's up to you, you know, and, and to, my, to my fellow Canadians and right across the country with this health care crisis. It's not just in my city of London, Ontario, where I reside. It's right across the entire country, this health care crisis. Every province is going to do a different thing. Every premier is going to say something different. Do something else. Our premier of Ontario and our top, top doctor in Ontario are just asking you to do one simple thing. Wear a mask. Wherever you're in crowded spaces, crowded shopping malls, crowded box stores. There's places still, people people in the manufacturing, people in the restaurant businesses, you know, um, hospitals, nursing homes, retirement homes, other medical buildings. You have to wear a mask, and that's not mandated. That is their policies. Nothing to do with government. The University of Western Ontario, here in the City of London, when schools went back in September. It's the only university in the province of Ontario that all students returning back to university here in the city of London had to wear a mask while they're in, in lecture, even the instructors and they had to have the COVID-19 booster. That was the university's policy, not the government's. Five students took the university to court and they lost. When it comes to, to, faculty, like to, to facilities of education, When it comes to places of work and their health and safety policies. Corporations, they can implement those policies. There's nothing to do with the government. I'm fully vaccinated. I had my fourth, fourth dose three weeks ago. And I'm going to get my flu shot. I have elderly parents. One's in a retirement home, one's in a nursing home. In the nursing home, you have to show that proof of your up-to-date vaccine. The retirement home, you have to wear a mask. It's not mandated by the government. That's their policy. But I'm telling you right now, as we see these increase of the children's hospital and more and more children being admitted. Right now, they're just asking you to wear a mask. That mandate from the government is coming. And it's going to be mandated that you're going to wear a mask in every public building. You mark my words on that. It's coming. Right now, they're just being pleasant. But that hammer is going to come down hard from the top doctor of Ontario. And I bet before Christmas, It's going to be mandated that masks are going to be worn in every single public building. So I want to thank you for taking the time out here and uh, joining me here. Well, it's 12 a.m. now, Monday night. Well, it's actually the 15th now. (laughs) Anyways, whatever. 15th. Anyways, thank you for joining me this evening. And lots of things to talk about, but God, I wish I could. I mean, I would stay out here for the full whatever, two hours, whatever the case may be. But I got to get up at 530 in the morning and go to work. But yes, there is lots of other stuff to talk about. And, um, like I said, this is a a rare Monday night that I get out here, you know, and I haven't, um, you know, this past weekend, I wasn't able to get out. Just family matters. Um, a lot of stress. You know, uh we're going through. And, um, so <clears throat> normally I'm out here on the weekend, Saturdays, Sundays, but unfortunately this weekend just passed. I wasn't able to be. And, um, cause I gathered a lot of stuff and I want, I want to go over it and talk about it on, on the weekend and stuff like that. But, you know, um, I'm, you know, I, I I'm dealing with a lot. I'm you know with family matters, and um, I'm you know managing and, and, and trying to trying to do my best. You know, um, but I had to get out here tonight. I I did. You know, because um, you know, um, I like my listeners. I like my followers. And I like doing this. But I'm only human and I have problems too. Like everybody else. And I appreciate you guys, I do. So I'm hoping, you know, by this weekend. Like as, as you know like I said this week past I've gathered a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about and you know and and spread it out and before I came on tonight more stuff come up I'm thinking oh this is going to be a good topic to talk about what's going on here you know with this Karen Carnival that happened last January February here in Canada that so-called trucker convoy and the emergency inquiry, um, going on because that has to take place because the the federal government back in February enacted the Federal Emergency Act which is a super big deal a really serious deal when that happens and so this inquiry has to happen and lots of things going on with that so lots lots to talk about and you know the, the show I mean is endless and there's <laughs> social problems all over the place all over this goddamn world you know so um, I'm gonna leave it um, for Saturday morning at 9 a.m anything changes of, of course if you're if you're following me and I post a show, um, you should get a notification that the show is going to start at a certain time. You know, I can't guarantee it's going to be tomorrow night, Wednesday, you know, but um, Saturday morning at 9 a.m. So let's leave it for that. And like I said, I appreciate you coming on my show. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, you have yourself. Well, now it's tomorrow already. Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your night. I gotta go to bed. I gotta get some sleep. I gotta get up at five thirty and head to work. Until we meet again, get back together again. Uh, yeah, I have uh, lots more to talk about and lots more to say. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Thank you, good night.